Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum It's LA Clips Forum With Jesse and Brian Welcome to the LA Clips Forum My name is Brian Andrew I'm here with my co-host Email Jesse, what's up guys? <laughs> no damn dude, I, I was not expecting that. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Jesse? I'm doing good. How are you doing? You you sound very chipper. I like that. Uh, I'm very chipper, even though Clippers lost. <laughs> But hey, hey, hey it you is know, what it is. Sometimes I have these conversations with the sports gods, and I feel like I owe Clipper Nation an apology because I was watching the Clipper game yesterday and I said it's in my best interest if the Clippers lose this Knicks game so the Rams can win a playoff game. Now, if the rules were sweet, like keep in mind, I'm a Padres fan and I'm watching the Padres in April and May, and I'm like, no, Clippers need to win these games. Padres could go 0 and 20 for all I care. And then their season's over, you know. So I feel like I, I owe Clipper Nation an apology because I had a conversation with the sports gods, made a deal, and the and the, the sports gods almost gave me no wins yesterday, <laughs> but uh, we were able to. You they know, almost gave you a stroke with that win. Yeah, it was it was intense. I, you know, <laughs> there there was a point where I think although I was invested and I had hope, I think my brain just gave up. I watched Fournette walk into the end zone, and I was just like, I, "That's just my life. This is just my life." <laughs> like, so I was on the opposite end, enjoying it because Brian. Here's my villain origin origin story. Here, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a Falcons fan, so the Rams and the Falcons played a playoff game, and we had a first round against the Rams, and it was a good win. We won. And I posted on Facebook. I was like, hey, good win for the Falcons. And then you post, yeah, how about that 28-3 lead last season? I was just like, all right, well, screw screw Brian, screw the Rams, and uh, I hope they never win. And then you guys almost lost a 28-3 lead, and I was like, man, this would be – poetic justice right here first of all it was the 27 to 3 lead it wasn't as bad sorry 27 <laughs> yeah i try to forget about it so i get yeah. really triggered if i if i go far back enough like well, you recommend was, yours was 28 ours was 27 uh, okay <laughs> i was like wait what like i almost get like uh i get triggered because every once in a while youtube like youtube's algorithm will be like hey want to watch this video and it's like t- how Tampa Bay Buccaneers came back and I'm just like <laughs> oh no like, it, dude you know you remember I know I know it's hard to look back but it was the New England Patriots when <laughs> when Tom <laughs> oh, <Brady. yeah. laughs> not, not the Bucks. oh my goodness yeah um, but yeah well you know what I could be happy for another week so that's what that's where I'm at well uh, we have several reasons to be happy I think right I mean, we had the a really good close game against the Nuggets where uh, the Joker had to drop 50 points to beat a G League team. Not just, <laughs> well, no, I, I will. I'm not that game emotionally put me in so many different places because I honestly felt like when I was watching the game live, that was probably one of the best games the Clippers have played all season. Yeah. I was Thank like, you. especially coming off the Pacers game because – the Clippers tend to play well in one game and then just not show up for the next. And then they, they showed up and I was like, okay, this means that we're playing a little bit more consistent. And the fact that like the, 
uh, Jokic or yeah. See, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a coward. I tried it. I tried doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Uh, I don't, I don't the fact it. that he initiates the contact and offensive fouls himself into situations where it's a 50 50 call apparently and i'm going to throw this out there people saying that he does not get the respect he deserves is bs because he was getting some superstar calls in that game and 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 i thought it was even more bs because they should have called the foul on zoo Mm -hmm. when he was like hugging him at at half court but really they didn't call it so then he kind of like you know zoo just it's like you know it's an awkward situation and then the okay just gets the the three-point play anyways it's just like i don't know i just that I, that game that game i, I was extremely proud of the clippers but that yeah game was it was good. poor officiating uh i think that's how the clippers lost that game and that's why i'm really happy even though we didn't get the outcome i was really happy to see our energy how we played and how we competed um without Kawhi leonard without paul george and I don't think who else wasn't available that game. I totally forgot. Batum was there. No, Batum was not there for Denver because he. Oh, he didn't. Yeah. Which, like I said, he he he. It's a little intimidating because he might be a Laker just based on how he's built different. Because he got <laughs> out health and safety protocols pretty fast. So we need to look at that contract to make sure he's still a Clipper. But uh, it was uh, back to the poor officiating though. You and I were discussing when Jochich like was fouled. Um. And he runs to the well, he felt like he was fouled, it was a no call, and then he runs or he runs, he runs to the referee yelling at him. And I was looking at like previous games, Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler ran to a ref and started well, didn't run to a ref, but he was yelling at a ref for a no call. And then he gets ejected. Uh Ant says one word uh, for a no call, even though he had already won tech, he got tech. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it was frustrating. I'm like, I don't understand, like, the criteria of, like, what's okay and what's not. Because, uh, you know, super, <laughs> it's, a super, it's a superstar treatment, right? Because, it's subjective. Yeah, because I think I've, I've, I've heard this narrative on Twitter all year uh, that, you know, he doesn't get the respect he deserves. He was an MVP, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not, I'm not like outside of watching the standings and sometimes watching a game to hopefully they lose. I'm not like super involved in what's going on in the Nuggets. Like I, I, I root for them sometimes and I don't root for them other times, but it's, it is what it is. Like I'm not following them as closely as I followed the Clippers and I guess maybe the Lakers. I feel like the last couple of years, any mm-hmm. sensible sports analysts have always said the Denver Nuggets are a threat. And they yeah. have a good chance of winning. So I don't know what other respect you want. Like, <laughs> and, <laughs> like that was that was one of those games where I, I was watching. And I was just like, some of these 50-50 calls have to go the other way, right? Like they have to. Or if you're, or just don't don't blow the whistle. Like I feels like they let them play the entire game, and then all of a sudden in the final two three minutes of the game, they're like, no, I. I I, I get paid based on how many times I blow the whistle and I haven't reached my quota yet. So mm-hmm. every time Jokic, which we're going to mispronounce that name like 15 times on this podcast, get uh, makes contact with Zoo, we're just going to call it. I feel like Zoo picked up all his fouls <laughs> in the final minute of the game. And yeah. I, I know that's not the case, but. And then we go to overtime and it's the same, it's the same, the same crap. And it was just extremely frustrating to watch. Yeah. I, <clears throat> When I was watching the overtime game, you know, and Zoo was in the foul, the fouling situation. So he had one more foul and he was out of the game. 
So he was playing, I felt like he was playing good D, but we also felt like he wasn't being aggressive because he was afraid of getting a call of foul. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt like Ty Lue should have subbed in Isaiah Hardenstein. Or Zoo or Surge. Um and just live with that decision. But I can't knock him because Zoo was having a great game. Zoo, Zoo, Zoo might have had the best game of his career. Yeah. Also on the offensive end, cleaning up the glass. Uh and I'm gonna throw this out there. I didn't re- I, I've watched Jokic play basketball. Uh I watched him play in the seven game series against Clippers. I've seen him play for a few years now. And I didn't realize how bad he is on defense. Yep. Like, it's, I don't know what's up with that European uh, no muscle definition defense that him and Luca play, but it's 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 pretty impressive. Uh, like, everyone's like, oh, this guy's the MVP. And I'm like, he he's not playing defense like one. And, like, it's, I don't know. But let's move on to something better. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, um, we beat the Sixers. <laughs> so, and why is beating the Sixers so poetic? Um, because it was against our former coach, Ooh. who who never blew a lead, right? When we had him, <laughs> Mister Dependable, right? Right. <laughs> that was amazing. It's the, the the basically the guy, and I, I'm gonna I'm I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna this I don't know if this is a hot take. But everyone talks about the Philadelphia crowd and everybody and how they treated Ben Simmons. No, I still to this day think it's the comments that Doc Rivers made when they were asked, hey, do you think Ben Simmons is a championship point guard or something on that lines? And he's like, I don't know, or whatever. He's like, just, well, fuck, yeah, fuck if I know. I, it's, <laughs> not a, it's not a difficult question to lie to. Like, it's just <laughs> like, it, yeah. I, I I don't understand what went through his head when he said that. Like, well, just say yes and then trade him. And then, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, well, I think I think he said that expecting them to trade him, and then no one really wanted to like cough up what they're asking for, and now they're face they're facing their situation because of Doc Rivers putting his big foot in his mouth. And now they now they think they get James Harden in the offseason or something. And I'm like, why would the Nets do that? Why? Yeah. I don't, I don't. Why would see they do why. a sign and trade and be like, hey, sure, we'll take Ben Simmons and you guys could have the guy that's helped us get as far as we've gone? Like, yeah. It, but I was like so under the impression that Doc Rivers was such a great coach. And I think he is a good coach, but I don't think he was, he's to the caliber that everyone, caliber that, um, Everyone thinks that he was. I mean, if, Magic Johnson had like huge uh, reverence for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but after you know so many blown leads in the playoffs, three and one, like you start to question, especially last season. I mean, the season where we lost the three and one lead to the Nuggets, <clears throat> there was a lot of questions about the adjustments. Right. Um, so he's one of those people that, and I, I and as a fan, I kind of agreed with because keep in mind, like. I watched a lot of Clippers basketball growing up and the only winning basketball we really had was with Doc Rivers. Like I know there's mm-hmm. a couple outlier years. So in my head, I'm like, that's what winning basketball looks like. I didn't realize Ty Lue could come in and be like, no, you, you know, if you actually work your work your ass off, you, you, your team could be better too. You like, oh, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> I didn't know that. You play uh, to your you play to your strength. Oh wait, what? <laughs> yeah, and I, I always had that 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 feeling though. Like you you play the players that got you to the dance, right? And I think that's why he overplayed Montrezl Harrell and stuff like that. 
Uh, but you know, you gotta realize Montrez Harrell is not, and it wasn't until Ty Lue basically said, "Yeah, it looks like Pat Beverly can't guard Luca. I'm just not gonna play him this series." That's mm-hmm. when I was like, "Huh? <laughs> you, all right." <laughs> like, like, like I, I i've noticed it and it looks like you noticed it too oh that's yeah uh, okay, cool. i like that all right let's do more of that it took him three series to realize it took him like another three another two extra series to realize rondo shouldn't be playing at all <laughs> but I, it's fine uh, and then and then the next series after that he's like okay we need pat Bet back <laughs> like yeah he's he like the adjustment he brings him back in yeah he's like oh okay well there's someone who's a little smaller who he who he could guard perfect Cool. I like this. <laughs> but uh, the comments that Doc Rivers had to say about that when they asked him about what part of the game do you, um, you know, you essentially blame on coaching. And he goes, would really, would you ask Greg pop? Would you, would you ask pop that? Mm-hmm. And we would say, you know, and, and we both had two different answers to how this would go. A Greg pop would just, Greg Pop would, you know, because he's a stand-up guy, would just be like, no, I lost a, that game because of my coaching. You know, he's a stand-up guy. He would admit, he's like, yep, I did. And what was your response? <laughs> he didn't lose a th- three and three, <laughs> three, three and one lead. So yeah, he didn't, he didn't do that. So like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, I just I, like, yeah, I, I, I think, I think we'll, I've always been a Doc Rivers apologist, and the moment when I was really frustrated by Doc was when he officially was like, when someone asked him, I don't know who asked him, but <clears throat> there was <clears throat> something on the lines of like, well, how do you feel about the Clippers getting Ty Lue? And he basically oh, said like, yeah, yeah Ty Lue was under me. It's basically hiring basically the same person. And I'm like, so he basically said it's not going to be any different. And then we went on to win the West, uh, went on to go to the Western Conference Finals. So, something you couldn't have done, in t- you couldn't do in ten years or whatever. Without, without Kawhi, without Kawhi, absolutely. Kawhi went down. He made adjustments. Mm-hmm. You know. So, and keep in mind during that Sun series, we stayed competitive. And the thing is, not only that, Doc Rivers apparently has a history of having poor culture in Boston and with the Clippers and all this. And so far, the biggest adjustment Tyloo's made has not been the X's and O's. It's actually been the culture and the vibes of the locker room. Mm-hmm. And because and I think that's why the season's been something that we can hold on to because we're like, all right, well, it looks like everyone's not hating each other, which wouldn't have been the case. Yeah. Like, I feel like the Clippers only signed players and traded for players. It's like, hey, do you hate someone on our roster? And it's, and someone would be like, yeah, I, I don't like Blake Griffin or Chris Bond. Like, well, why don't you come on board? I think I think you'd be a great. Fit. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys can hash it out. <laughs> hey, did you did you ever did you ever hate playing against us and wanted to fight us at one point? Why don't you come on in? Why don't you, why don't you, and we're not going to ask you to to be happy. We just we we actually want we Doc Rivers got bored in the locker room or something. He's like, you know what? I kind of like. Uh, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin hitting each other, the two most important players on our team. I remember hearing Paul George's story about not Paul George, um, Paul Pierce, and uh, he was basically giving a, like an example of how like Doc Rivers is a player coach. He said like one night he went out partying hard and was completely plastered, and then he comes in with a huge hangover, is completely out of it, and he goes, you know what? He's like, 
you know, have a sick day, go, you know, like gives them the go, like lays them off. I'm just like, that's not a player's coach. That's like, <laughs> that's favoritism. Dude. Like, <laughs> what kind of culture is that? Like you're going to get people pissed off because you're showing favoritism for some guy who couldn't have any self-control the night before and realize, Hey, you know, you're going to have Patrick, you're going to have practice the next day. Um, He's not. He's not uh, the Last Dance documentary where Michael Jordan had to go to Vegas to get Dennis Rodman. Like this isn't. This isn't <laughs> the same thing. You're. You're not. Uh, you're not trying to get your third championship at this in a row right now. You know. Come on, Paul. I, yeah, I think all of Clip, Clipper Nation can say that we are thankful to have Ty Lue as our coach right now. I think every Doc Rivers thing that Doc Rivers does is just is a thankful moment for Tyler. Like we could all be grateful. <laughs> like even when it doesn't even involve the Clippers and Doc Rivers just says something about Ben Simmons or he doesn't, you're just like, you know what? Like I, I am extremely happy with the with the with the coaching staff we have here. Yeah, like when when uh when Tyler was asked about Serge's minutes, and he was like, That's a conversation Serge and I had, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> like and, the, and that that's the only time this year where we were like the, the vibe the vibe doesn't look that great and then all of a sudden terrence Mann makes a corner three against brooklyn and Serge Ibaka is the one who's going the most crazy and we're like eh, i think the vibe's still good yeah. all right you know we're just we're just vibe checking and all it does is go from <laughs> like dark green to lime green it doesn't really go into, it hasn't hasn't hit yellow or orange yet or anything like that so we're good um <laughs> and then we lost to the knicks and we'll just leave it at that <laughs> it was a 10 a.m game uh you know i tell us all this time players who can't shoot threes made threes on us that's just tells all this time i mean positives reggie has been fantastic i think zoo in the last three games i saw a stat that says he's, he's been averaging 20 points which is great um i can't even find the twitter so i can't fact check that <laughs> <laughs> you think we fact check on this podcast we're here spreading misinformation, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone, someone gives us some facts, uh, some stats on the Clippers game. Like, let me do my own research first. And then we just make things up. Hey, Jamie, bring that up. <laughs> just like Joe Rogan. <laughs> uh, dude, that's DMT. Uh, I'm not really interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, let's move on. Uh, that okay. game didn't happen to me. So we're going to start a new uh, segment, you know, at this point in other podcasts, which we'll, we're not taking the narratives out, but I feel like there's still basically one narrative that's going on in Clipperland, And we're going to start a segment because this is what the original podcast was going to be called. And then we've even had episodes where we've had guests like Trent and Jake on and we call it the Clipper support group. So this segment, and we're going to try to do this weekly. We'll see how, how like if it has legs or not. We're going to call this the Clipper Support Group, where we want you guys to send us questions about what are you struggling with as being a Clippers fan? Did I say that well, Jesse? I don't know if I said that well. Um, I think like, you did, but to add on to it, like share what your concerns are with the team. Yeah. That's making it difficult for you to watch. Basically, um, like like when when the Clippers are on a roll, when they're playing well, everyone's like, yeah, 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 I like this. And then when they're not playing well, everyone's like, you know what? Why don't we relocate to Seattle? Or why don't we trade half our team? I want, when you, when these dark thoughts go into your mind, <laughs> I want you to share them with us. <laughs> and then Reach out to us. And we're going to try to talk you through these, these moments here in this segment every week. 
so we didn't do this ahead of time with the fans. So we decided we'll be the first examples. And we're, and we're just spitballing right here. This yeah. is some like something from what we feel like observing, you know, the stretch of game, what's kind of concerning. And for me, I'm not sure you want to add on to that before I say my concerns. Or... I was just, I was just going to say, we came, I, I threw the segment out maybe five minutes before we push record. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. That's... so we're, so we were like, Hey, why don't we do this? And why don't we do it this way? And then we just pushed record. So here we are. <laughs> Here we are, indeed. <laughs> so the Clipper so, support group, Jesse, what's bugging shit out of you? <laughs> um, it's tough because the last stretch of games have been pretty good, but I think, and I and I we earlier we we discussed this earlier, but actually, I struggle with why teams that usually struggle with shooting tend to like have a great game against us. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Cause I feel like we have, uh, I feel like if anyone, they should be like scoring inside the key more and they're like hitting threes. Like, like it's nothing, you know? Um, yeah. I, I totally get it. Like Aaron Gordon making that three at the end of the game. And then everyone on the Knicks is saying, you know what? We're, we're the, the 2017 warriors. I just picked a random date, and I'm pretty sure it's accurate. I think I just I saw Jake's tweet like uh, "Nearer than the well, hit a fadeaway jumper, I'm done." <laughs> yeah. I I just feel I just feel like teams, you know the the meme where the guy in the yellow jacket behind the trees like rubbing his hands. I feel like when like people are like, "Oh, these, the Clippers are in their building," they're like, oh, "Okay, cool, I'm going to start making some threes tonight." <laughs> like, I don't know what it is, and it. I don't know if it's something like personnel or adjustments we have to make, or is it something we just have to accept that, like, you know what, that 10th guy on the roster who no- doesn't normally get hot, it's going to get hot today. I don't know. <laughs> something just tells me he put on, he put on gloves or he put on minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I try watching the game and I try analyzing and see like, okay, what can we do better? And I just can't figure out. I feel like I don't understand. Like, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, it's just it's just something. And I like I said, it's just a Clippers thing because I feel like it's been going on for 25 years. Yeah, well, I, like well, the... I, I think it's uh I'm I might get this wrong. Is it Terrence Davis who played for the Raptors who went off for like 50 points against us when we during the Blake Chris Paul years? I know it's a Terrence, but I don't know if Davis is the right last name. Um. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it's like the the games that really stick out to my stick out to me are the, the games against the Pelicans. I don't understand how we lose to those guys. I mean, I think they're a good game, good team, but I I still think the Clippers are better and they're more talented than my theory is. We don't play up to the competition. That's true, and. Younger role players, because keep in mind, our team is a bunch of role players, right? We don't have our stars. Well, we didn't have our stars. Now we have Isaiah Harnstein and we have Luke Kennard back. But in our role players, Luke, uh, Kawhi and Paul George will eventually come back. But there's a really loud car outside. Okay. Um, it's Paul George. <laughs> it's Paul George. He's like, hey, man, I want to let you know I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> 
yeah. He said, "Don't tell anybody." Out the window. <laughs> I run back to the mic. Hey, I, I, I have some good news. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's just one of those things where I think like the teams that have the younger role players who are in their development process, and I think those are the teams that are. And keep in mind, our young players are players like. Keon Johnson and Brandon Boston Jr. who don't really have any experience. A lot of these teams with young players like the Kings and the Pelicans who've won two games against us at some point this season, they're younger teams with experience. So I feel like they that they play faster and they get momentum going easier. They could come back in games. They play tougher. And keep in mind, they're just playing for pride. Well, we're I guess we're also trying to play for pride too. We're trying to get into a playoff situation that's better. But you could just tell. I think the Clippers sometimes play with this idea of like we're just holding on until somebody else comes and saves the day. And that's when teams like that's when like Josh Hart goes off on us and like uh like the third string shooting guard on the Kings uh, goes off for like 20 points. Uh he's a Terrence as well. And I don't know if that one was Davis. <laughs> yes, he's only that is I actually Googled uh Terrence, Terrence Ross is the Raptors one. Terrence <laughs> Ross is the Raptors one. Terrence Davis. I was like uh one. you're like uh years back. I'm like uh, this guy's 24, dude. <laughs> like, yes. But he was on the Raptors too. So just like maybe he's thinking the same thing, and maybe he got the wrong date. Like Terrence Ross is the old Raptors guy who went off for 50 points against us. Terrence Davis is the one that couldn't make a three for his life this season and then like made 50 against us. Yes. So yeah. This 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 is this is great podcast content. Oh yeah, clearly we are totally prepared for everything. Yeah. So this one I think goes hand in hand because you brought up hey, I'm a little concerned about the Paul if Paul George is going to come back. And my concern was once we, if we were to find out negative news, because some people said that we were kind of negative on the last podcast. My thought process is either A, we get surgery, or the worst case of the best case scenario is he's out for six months anyways, and then he's still not coming back. So there's two possibilities where he doesn't come back, but most people think he could. And I'm I'm being optimistic, but I felt like we're so optimistic on this podcast and we're always like talking as if he's for sure coming back. Last last week we had to kind of give our doomsday scenario. So if there is a doomsday scenario where like Paul George doesn't come back, how how much can it's fun to watch this team? last you know like if when the light at the end of the tunnel is no longer there and we're just watching this thing and like keep in mind like us loyal clipper fans we're still going to enjoy it and we're going to still go to the play-in and we're still going to hope to get wins and we're going to hope to knock off people and we're going to hope that we get make a run yeah clearly but during these tough moments of the season are we going to be able to be as cheerful and be as supportive and stuff like that when there's no light in a tunnel and we're just going to have to rock with Reggie, the Reggie Jackson roller coaster and Marcus Morris having off and all nights and stuff like that. Um, we see currently <clears throat> with the team that we have right now, which is basically what we would be, you know, playing with without Paul George, 
we've seen upsets, Dan, um, you know, against the Nuggets, against the Nets, Sixers. Um, <clears throat> so I think the fact that we've, we're, we're, we are winning games is just that we're not winning as much as we want to. Right. Uh, to me, it's, it's, and it's subjective. You know, some people can find um, that boring because they want to see more wins. They want to see another seven win streak. Um, but for me, as long as like we stay competitive, it's going to be enjoyable. Um, that's just how I enjoy watching games. I don't want it to be a complete slaughter. <clears throat> um, I feel like with this season, because I'll be honest with you, I, I really enjoy watching this team play. I, I really like seeing the role players. I like seeing them. Like, and it, it's like, and in the back of my head, it's like, okay, if they were not going to come, if the players that we need are not going to come back this season, then it's going, it's going, it's looking pretty fun next season. And that's just, I just got to be more patient. But there is, there is, a, I think this feeling of like way back in December or last year when like Kawhi and Paul George didn't play or something, we'd be like, oh man, this is a canoe game. This is exciting. Now I don't see a lot of people just posting like. Oh man, I'm excited for this canoe game. When it, when every game's a canoe game now, and like people are like you know lighting their cigarette, <laughs> like, putting their head down, and it's just I like uh, that look, meme again. <laughs> looking at the injury report, just like oh, uh, when you when you're like oh man, thank God Luke Kennard's back. Like you're like you're just like I, I I could tell Clipper Twitter's having a tough time, and I, yeah, I I get it, but also like it's fun watching the next person up, you know, like, I, I, I mean, Amir coffee coming out of nowhere and playing fantastic for us. That's a fun, that's a fun thing to watch. I mean, well, I'm super happy for him. Um, you know, it could be worse. You could be a Lakers, <laughs> you know, like have two of your three stars and still, still lose night in and night out. Right. Like, like we're, we're sitting here with this team and we're like, okay, we have this, maybe false hope or you know real hope that somebody's going to come back at the end of the season and save the season but these guys are playing extremely well and they're going to keep us afloat right whereas the lakers outside of ad you have like legit two-thirds of your payroll still out there (laughs) (laughs) and and they're in the reverse of it right we're like okay they didn't necessarily have ad but they still have their two stars who they're putting a lot of emphasis in. And they still had Anthony Davis for a certain part of the season. And they're going to get Anthony Davis back this week. And you're basically the same record as us. And that, that says a lot, right? LeBron's scoring 30 points a game by, you know, just, you know, scoring on teams that are not playing defense in the final seconds when they're down by 10. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that clip. I think it was against the Pacers. <laughs> we gotta get that scoring title. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did uh, see that. It was funny. Sha- Shaq said, like, if he becomes the all-time leading scorer and he uh, has a couple championships, that makes him the best or something. And then I think LeBron took it to heart. He's like, I need this. I need, I need someone to recognize that I'm playing well. I need someone to tell me I'm good at basketball. <laughs> I'm hear Patty's stats. I'm looking at stats. Please, please tell Mid-game. me I'm good. Please tell me. Please tell me I'm good at this. <laughs> uh, yeah, because so I, 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 I can't fix Clipper Clipper fans' mentality, uh, and that's right. the thing that sucks about it, right? Like, because they're the viewers, they're they're watching it because they want to watch the team win. But we're here as basketball fans, and we're just excited to see what Ty Lue is going to implement. And what players are going to step up? 
and whenever Reggie goes off, it's entertaining as hell. And I and I think when we get that Luke Kennard poster, it's all gonna be worth it. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Like especially especially in a playing game, like we had to play the Lakers to get into the playoffs, and the Lakers are like, all right, you know, we got this Clippers team. We have all three of our guys, and then Luke Kennard just posterizes LeBron, and he just walks to the back of the tunnel. He just walks to the back of the locker room. He's just like, I can't play the rest of the game, guys. That was just too brutal. <laughs> and so, and then AD's like, Oh no, what are we gonna do without LeBron? And then Russell Westbrook, you know, shoots a half court shot and he goes over the basket. <laughs> it's been tough, dude. It, it's it's soothing. It's like my own meditation every day to go on Twitter and watch a new really bad bank shot by Russell Westbrook. It's just, it's just, it's like, you know, this puts me in a good place today. <laughs> because it's not about russell westbrook to me no i don't mind russell westbrook it's about the lakers thinking that russell westbrook was the answer and then seeing that the lakers were so wrong about it and russell westbrook proving that right is why i enjoy it it's not russell westbrook himself uh yeah i enjoy the fact that westbrook is not playing well mainly because of the fact that it shows how fair weather that Laker fan base is at times when it comes to their star players mm-hmm. when they're not performing you know they start to talk a lot of shit about them mm-hmm. uh, I, mean, I have a couple of friends who are Laker fans and they're calling him Westbrick I'm like that's your that's guy a, dude that's a 44 million dollar guy you know like <laughs> I, I can like... see I can see you being a little upset with THT <laughs> but I was like, like you guys were you guys were hooting hollering when you guys got him during the offseason and now like the Westbrook experience experience isn't going that well. And then everyone's trying to blame on Frank Vocal. Vocal? <laughs> He's not vocal at all, but Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel, yes. So and, did you did you read that thing where he has to answer to like Kurt Rambis or something like that? Or it's just like, what's up with that? So apparently, I don't know if this is true. I didn't verify this, but I just like they imagined that this really did happen. Is apparently Ty Lue got offered the job and they said, Can you please hire Kurt Rambis and Jason Kidd as assistant coaches? Apparently Ty Lue said no. And then he went to co- went to coach the Clippers. And I don't know if that's 100 percent accurate, but to this uh, if that's that's the fake news, I'd like to hear if that's not true. <laughs> I I remember reading when uh, when Ty Lue was being considered for the position that they did want him to hire. Jason have Jason Kidd on his coaching staff, and he did not want that. He wanted full control of his staff, yeah. uh, if I recall correctly. Um, what? It's kind of absurd. Like I, I feel like it's weird for front offices to tell you, like, hey, like I, I know you're a great coach and all, but like, hey, we think we're we know better, and like you should have this co- this coach on your staff, and just like, especially if it's third guy. Like her ambus has always been like third guy because like basically it. I would just I would hate the coach and then have someone there that's basically like going back back to the front office and saying, you know what, I didn't like today that when coach didn't do the zone defense during practice. <laughs> and then it's like, oh man, that guy. We'll talk to LeBron <laughs> about firing that guy. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta make, make we gotta make sure he's okay with it, you know. Um, but like when Paul George makes a bad pass, we're just like, you know what, that's our guy, no matter what. Yep. <laughs> you know, Never like, die. He's like, gonna throw a couple of those in the, in the game. You know? He's all, he's also gonna uh, make up for everybody else going over nine. So, <laughs> so like we're we just, just taking like, you know that's our guy right there. You know. Yeah, I I mean we kind of had that for Bledsoe, but that's because I felt like we traded 
you know, Patrick Beverly, which is also, you know, loved by the Clipper fan base. So mm-hmm. you're going to have some like um, people that are not really happy with that trade. He's also like, thing. he's the new guy and you're like trading for the guy we loved and he's going out there and he's not dropping 25 points a game and like getting 17 assists and 18 rebounds. You're like, ah, I don't like this guy. <laughs> he's making <laughs> the offense better. <laughs> offense better. He's like, oh man, this guy's hustling, but nah, it's not good enough for me. <laughs> I can't wait for Pat Bev to come back. <laughs> but um, uh, you're so the reason why we were talking about that is because you know the Paul George stuff's still in the air. The update was technically this is an update is that they're going to look at it for a few more weeks. I had this conspiracy theory. They're just going to wait till the All Star selection happens, and if he got it or doesn't got it, they're just going to be like, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna just you know call it a, call it a season. Uh, we we tried our best, PG. We tried to get you into the All Star game. Uh, it's not like he was going to play in it or anything. They were just like, you know what? Let's get you. Let's let's celebrate you by getting you in. And then once you're officially not in, we're going to sh- shut it down. I hope that's not true. I just made up that theory, and I've said it enough times out loud where I hope I didn't manifest that. Um, I'm trying to look at the All Star right now. The current. I don't know if it's updated because the selection ended already, or the voting ended, and the selection is this Thursday. And last time I checked, he was behind Wiggins, which I don't know. I know, I know, this is a podcast, but I, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> uh, Westbrook was in the was being voted in. I did not understand that at all. Um, I was really hoping, just to show that the system's flawed, that we were going to get Ben Simmons in the All Star game. I was really hoping for it. He'll play like, for that team. <laughs> this whole this whole situation with Doc Rivers and I'm becoming like a Benson Stan right now. Like I'm just like <laughs> I just, I just want to and I still have him on my fantasy basketball teams in my he's in my injured spot. I I just been looking at him every day, like any day now, dude. If you want to, just come back. <laughs> I remember you're like reading like read an article, Paul. He's willing, he's willing to come back. <laughs> dude, I, I remember I, he he was at practice when I drafted him. I, I just didn't know he didn't give a shit when he was there. <laughs> um, but um, did we still want to talk about the article? Yeah, let's, let's talk about the article because okay, uh, this this gave us some hope. This gave us some yes. optimism uh, that you know maybe we're the the the, the people because we're not the only podcast that had this you know that surgery was an option and stuff like that. That you know maybe it is not such a i'm not gonna say not such a big deal but it's not as bad as maybe some people thought it was yeah and uh <clears throat> thank you Miriam swanson for this fantastic article <laughs> on the that, uh, <laughs> yeah that 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 eased me eased my mind a little bit more so um because when i read it you know obviously i went to like um WebMD, you know where they tell you the worst case scenario <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, dude, Paul George has cancer. I'm like, what? <laughs> you go on WebMD and it's like, Paul George is on the Lakers? Like, oh, no, that's, that's worse than I thought it was. <laughs> it's worse. <laughs> um, but he, she wrote a fantastic article and she um, had uh, Dr. Alan Bayer. Um, she had a conversation with him. Can, can I about- interrupt real quick? Because yeah. I feel like this is, a, this is a funny moment. Okay, go ahead. Because <laughs> before we went on the podcast, uh, Jesse was looking through the article and he was like, I forgot that doctor's name. <laughs> and I was like, watches Doc Rivers. And Doc Rivers is the one giving the analysis on Paul George's injury. 
<laughs> he was actually in charge of our medical staff. <laughs> like, I've earned the respect that you treated like a doctor. Um, it's a really great article. If you have an opportunity to read it, it's it's really insightful. Um, basically, he treats that injury in, ba- in baseball players, and basically, he's basically talking about the torn ulnar collateral. <laughs> UCL, I guess. I don't, I don't know. UCL. Jeez, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, I wish I didn't struggle with the English language. <laughs> I, 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 I struggle with it too. Um, but basically, uh, he was saying that it's more common for baseball players that when they experience that injury, they actually undergo not, uh, surgery. And for mm-hmm. basketball players, they don't really strain that muscle uh, or ligament, I should say, um, as much. And he should be fine. But it could be a mental game. And if the mental game is not there and it's really struggling, and it's really causing them to struggle, then it could be a bigger issue there. They also mention what you have to do in basketball shouldn't make it where, like, it's really bad. But, like, if it means, like, you can't throw the ball, then, then yeah, it's it's it, his UCL is in bad shape. So no bad uh, no bad passes anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine he just becomes, like, the most accurate passer in basketball history <laughs> after this. Like, uh, I forgot what movie is. Is it the rookie? <laughs> the one that won. Yeah, yeah, the kid with the broken arm who just, like, <laughs> becomes, like, an all-star pitcher for the Cubs. Like, he, like Paul George is throwing better passes in there than all the other points. It's like Magic Johnson out there. He doesn't make he's zero turnover games. Just out there just being a point god. Oh, <laughs> but, yeah, it was a fantastic article. It made me feel comfortable. Um, and I'm hoping everything's okay. So, so at the – at the end of this Clipper support group, what do you what what would you say to Clipper fans in terms of being optimistic? Well, first off, I would say the title of the article is called "What's Next for Injured Clipper Star Paul George." If you're interested in reading it, um, An injured role player would have been more accurate because their stars are already back. But <laughs> second, what's the question? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it just like do. You, we brought up some pessimistic negative things to say right so like is there like some optimism you'd like to give some clipper fans about like you know like hey you know we're only two and a half games behind denver (laughs) 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 the lakers getting 80 back doesn't matter i mean there's so many things going on right now we're in we're still in the plan uh we're not that far from being uh 500 um reggie's playing great right now down the stretch zoo's playing great down the stretch Mook had a bad game against the Knicks. That's fine. You're going to have bad games. But overall, this team is playing well. Yeah, I agree. And that's all you can do. Just be patient with this team. Enjoy it. I say just enjoy watching these players play. And if Paul George does come back, and because if Paul George comes back, I am – I uh, I don't know if I need to put this in writing. I don't know if I get, need to get this tattooed. If Paul George comes back this season, Kawhi is for sure coming back this season. I am I am putting that down. I am getting my little stick and I'm writing in wet concrete and it stays in the sidewalk forever. If Paul George comes back this season, Kawhi is for sure coming back this season. I agree. I don't see why he wouldn't if Paul George plays. Even if, even if it's a play-in game and we're the seventh or eighth seed. And where we didn't get because like you know if we get a playing game and we win that and we play like the Suns or something, 
with with our squad. Oh man. And then, <laughs> Sweet, who, you're who, gonna have two rusty players. Who on the Suns is gonna be able to guard Luke Kennard? <laughs> <laughs> like it was, let's just be real about it. Imagine, <laughs> imagine the inbound like we do the LA oop and it's to Luke Kennard. So we, we it's the final second of, of the game. We're playing against the Suns. We're in this, we're in the crypto.com arena. And who do you think is inbound? Let's say Hartenstein's inbounding, you know, because he's tall and he's good at passing. Hartenstein's inbounding the ball. Luke Kennard like goes to the left, throws his man off, goes to the right, goes around the screen, and he just like points up. And Luke Kennard grabs in the air and just flushes it down. And the crypto.com arena goes nuts. <laughs> And we wake up. It'd <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, be fantastic. Um, I have a question for you. Yes. If there's a playoff series with Dallas and the Suns, who are you rooting for? Oh. <laughs> are the Clippers kind of out already or would they have to meet the winner of that in the next series they have to meet the winner of that in the next series oh it's the suns i don't think i could do dallas i, I just <laughs> I, the dallas would probably be the easier matchup but i just for my own mental health i just can't do that i, 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 I don't i i've i i would probably say luca doc luca has probably had more conversations with a ref in one quarter than i've had with my mom the entire year <laughs> <laughs> Like Luca just plays. He, he's talking to the ref while he's dribbling. He he just goes up for a layup. No, but Luca could be on a fast break. No one with him, and he'll look to the ref and be like, "Where was my foul?" <laughs> I, I I just can't. I just can't do it. He, I I absolutely agree with you. I think everyone's starting to realize that uh, <laughs> how soft Booker is. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, a dancing dinosaur in the corner. <laughs> like, yeah, you got that mama mentality, you know. <laughs> uh, I just, I just could not handle Luca with his no muscle definition defense, and and then going off for forty five points. Everyone's like, "Hey, is this a star in the making?" When he gave, when his plus minus is probably negative six, even when he goes off for forty five. So. I, oh, Luca I, can guard Luca. No one can guard Luca, and Luca can't guard anybody. So right. Dude, Luke, each other out. And <laughs> and KP can't guard anybody either. It but it, it just it frustrated me because I feel like every time the Dallas Mavericks play the Clippers, the Dallas shoots like over sixty five percent from the three point line. It's like everyone just like you know the red hot. It's that like I said, it's the guy with the yellow jacket behind the the tree memes. Just like all right, we're playing the Clippers first series. We're gonna shoot sixty five percent and losing seven games. That's that's every Dallas Mavericks series, and I just can't deal with it. I, I and and I hmm. there's something about because you don't want to see Chris Paul beat the Clippers, and you don't like to see Luca beat. The, but something about Luca being the Clippers, I I just can't because I feel like Chris Paul being the Clippers is one of those things. Like you know what, you're still like one or two years away from retirement, buddy. You know, fine, enjoy it, right? You know, you've had. You, you've had your fair share. I don't like you, but sure. Luca is like, you know what? If he does it once, I feel like I'm going to have to hear about it for his entire career. And he still has another 20 years because he doesn't play defense. So I, I just I just don't think I can handle that. 
Why don't you become like a Dallas Mavericks uh, announcer? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine I'm the Dallas Mavericks manager. I'm like, man, I can't stand Luca. <laughs> um, no, no muscle definition defense over there. That should be a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Um, but any other takes? No. Okay. Let me ask you this. Would you rather play another first round series against Dallas Mavericks or have one playing game against the Lakers? That's hard. That is hard. Oh, man. I think I'm going Dallas Mavericks. You'd rather have the Dallas Mavericks game? So, okay. Like the Clippers end up playing like, I don't know. Uh, the it's just because I don't see Dallas Maverick fans, you know, like I see Laker fans and I know Laker fans, and I'll hear more from them if we were to lose that game. I get it, and plus, it would be like Paul George still like rehabbing his elbow in that game, and like, (laughs) uh, especially too, if we went to the play in with the team we have now, like, let's just say Paul George and Kawhi did not come back. Oh, that's and and, yeah, they would be like, hey, you know, we don't care, Lucy, what's your issue? Oh, you'd rather play the you don't want to play the Dallas Mavericks? Okay, yeah. She saw me. She saw me last year when I was uh watching that series, and it, I was I was tense. Blood pressure was high. It still it was high. tense, but it made the victory so much sweeter, though, right? <clears throat> All right, let me ask you this. <laughs> okay, would you rather lose a seven game series to Dallas or to the Suns? To the Suns. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't i can't i don't want to be a part of luca's legacy like at all like, yeah I, I he still gets like credit for being like oh man this guy put up 45 or that i still see clips of him making that last second basket against us in the bubble and i'm like dude he hasn't he still he had, that was two series ago and he hasn't won either one of them like, like let's relax you know no one talks about Kawhi going off in game six it's <laughs> yeah. a good point solid point um i can't think of any hot takes i, think I don't have any i don't really have any hot takes i'm just i'm just taking i'm just you know i'm just throwing some takes out don't even know if they're hot don't even know if they're good we need to go back to having one of our at least one of our Stephen a takes oh yeah you want a Stephen a take take on a podcast yeah we're good we gotta do one next time John Wall would be a great uh, asset to <laughs> <Jeez>. the scene. <laughs> oh man! If the it's Clipper, like... if the Clippers were being covered, right? If the Clippers are not being covered on first take because they don't have any stars right now. But the Clippers were being covered. Stephen A. Smith would be, you know what? Like, you know, this team needs a John Wall, a John Wall who I don't even know. Luca might be in better shape than he is. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't I, I can't I, I, I don't want to see that future. Like I wouldn't mind having John Wall as a buyout. I wouldn't mind if we were able to get John Wall for no, no, I don't I no, I'm not even gonna go it down has that to be road. buyout. It has to be buyout. He has no. to like say, like, I want out on my contract, I want to play for a competitive team, I want to be in the LA market, and he comes in on a vet min. That's it. <laughs> like that's the only I, okay. Time I, I, I got I got I got one for you. John Wall for Russell Westbrook. So John Wall's now on the Lakers, and they have to deal with that. And because at least Russell Westbrook sometimes hustles, 
<laughs> you know, I don't know what John Wall does. I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't seen John Wall in a couple of years. It feels like when he was on Houston, I didn't. I see. I seen. I saw him more when he was injured on the Wizards than I saw him play actual games for the Rockets last year. That's fair. I I would say the same thing. Um. So let's just say they make that trade. Now Russell's on Houston. They buy him out. And he's on the buyout market. And the Lakers, I don't think, could pick him up because they traded for him. Yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, because they traded him. Mm. How would you feel if the I don't want to play for that shitty basketball team, Russell Westbrook, comes <laughs> plays for the Clippers <laughs> on the back of our bench? <laughs> and just like, you know. Throws all, you know, just shoots it off the backboard. Zoo gets that offensive rebound, puts it back in. Only if he comes on a vet man and just sits on the bench and doesn't play. <laughs> he's, like, he's he's forced to play against uh, play behind Eric Bledsoe and Reggie Jackson. You don't want to see a lineup with Eric Bledsoe and Russell Westbrook out there together? <laughs> Too many drive-in kickouts. I can't handle that. Imagine they just drive in, kick out, drive in, kick out. They just keep going, and then in the 24 seconds, shot clock just goes off. <laughs> they drive in, kicks out to Russell Westbrook, who drives in and kicks it out back to Eric Bledsoe, who drives back in. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to see that. But uh I I like Russell Westbrook when he was on OKC. I liked him when he was on the Wizards. I didn't have any issues with him. And then he made that comment that didn't need to be said. And I was like, you know, screw this guy, you know? Like uh I feel like that's uh and this is gonna go back to my remember when I said like it's not really a real rivalry, but now I'm beginning to, you know, change my mind on that. I think it's just like he's a Laker now, and he's like, I'm going to say some anti-Clipper shit to be, you know, more beloved as a Laker. I don't really feel like if he was playing for a different team, he would give a shit to say that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, do you, do you think he would be like on, I don't know, the Pacers and be like, do you want to play for the Clippers? Oh, hell no. Like, I don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. I don't, I don't like, and then and, and then if you did, we'd just be like, "What?" <laughs> You'd rather play for the Pacers, okay, dude? I just, I don't see how. I mean, he brings a lot of energy. I just don't see how he does anything to the team that makes it better than what we already. Yeah, have. I, I agree. Right? I think to me, it would just be like the most as a fan, the most spiteful thing to do is just be like, take the, your 44 million guy who basically ruined your franchise. We picked them up and now he's going to get a ring. He didn't contribute to it, but he's going to get a ring for us. <laughs> it's the game winning three. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it goes off the backboard and it goes into the, <laughs> yeah, it, it goes off the backboard and then you like kind of, and then hits the rim and then bounces back up again. And, and his last sweet. quote is like, shooter, shooters bounce. <laughs> <laughs> shooter's going to shoot. And then, <laughs> and then and then it's like hey would you go back to the lakers he's like hell no and then he's just, he's just holding the larry o'brien trophy he's on free agency after and then that. and then he's like and then he says like you know what my shots will won this game but it was luke luke Kennard's dunk that tied the game that led to my shot you know and then he went up to me and he's like you got this he you know, just gave me the energy, you know. He gave me the yeah. confidence. So Luke Kennard just... passed up an open three to pass it to a contested <laughs> Russell Westbrook, who made it off the backboard at the end. And like right before he shoots, he looks at Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard's like nods his head. <laughs> <laughs> I well, that was the only clip for him. 
<laughs> you can find us on Twitter and uh, just find us on Twitter at LA Clipshorn. You can find our podcast wherever you find your podcast. Please subscribe, follow, leave comments, ratings. I've noticed we have some ratings. I'm going to read them at some point. I just every time we get on the podcast, I don't look for them. I need to do that because I think it's just basically our friends saying that like, they like our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we appreciate you guys yeah we appreciate it uh shout out to Trent for doing our outro and we're out adios thank you for joining brian andrew and jesse sandoval for this episode of la clips forum for all the over and backs loose balls clear paths and tip-ins catch la clips forum every week the podcast for fans by fans Clipper Nation, we'll catch you on the rebound. Oh, yeah.